Hey ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I have a dear friend, Rebecca Grant, on with me today. This is not her first time. She is a returning um, interviewee, I guess. So, Becca, thank you so much for joining me again. I am so happy to be back with you. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I, I'm so excited about this episode. I usually don't leak like sneak peeks of episodes that are up and coming, <laughs> but I've done it several times in several different outlets with this episode because I've been so excited. So Becca joined me, I guess, end of last year talking mm-hmm. about simple, natural living. So just kind of easy um, ways to transition your family into a little bit more of a simple, natural lifestyle, um, and some of the adjustments that you can make, practical things, and how that can be so helpful to your health as you're just trying to be a wise steward of your body and your little's bodies and your family. And so Becca has a wealth of information on her social media accounts, which she'll, <laughs> I'll have her share at the end. But I've been learning so much from her. And really one of the big things is in the postpartum season. So you just had your handsome little man not too long ago, <laughs> just a few months yeah, ago. He's a little over four months old. So. Yes, yeah. and he is as cute. As, all your kids are cute, but he's just that squishy baby oh, right I now. And there's he something is. special about those. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, Well, it's been so neat to watch you in this postpartum season because just quick recap of my story. I've never prepared for postpartum. Like you spend all of this time preparing for pregnancy. And then really with this birth and my last birth, I spent more time preparing for the birth itself. But Mm -hmm. postpartum was something that it's like, well, it's done and over and so now we're just going to jump into life you just as it get was. Through it, you right? just yeah. Yeah, have an extra baby now. <laughs> and I have realized that really is not optimal in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching your postpartum journey and gleaning things and learning so much. And I'm like, okay, things have got to be different this go around. And I'm so excited about that. I'm excited about the potential of how this can look differently. Um, for me. So you have a ton of helpful information to share, I know. But before we do that, do you want to just share a little bit about your family? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, we just had Toby, our third child, and I'm so blessed. My husband, Daniel, and we have a daughter who's four and she's Tegan. Theo is two. They're actually both about to turn in the summer, the next stage. And then Toby is a little over four months. So um, it's, I mean, people say living the dream, but it is like, I always, that was my biggest dream is to be a mom and Lord willing to serve in the ministry. And we get to serve in the ministry. And then, um, recently just especially nutrition and then living more naturally has just kind of organically happened through different life circumstances for me personally. And as I've seen what a big difference that makes, it has just ignited a passion in me to share it with others because, um, it, it's just kind of transformational in the way we can function through our days. Yes. And it really doesn't have to be huge either. It can be small, simple things. And mm. so um, 
yeah, I just, I just have a passion for learning, but then also trying to share what's helping me. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll just go ahead and transition right into today's content. And the episode is called Nourishing Your Postpartum Body. So we, yeah, I shared a little bit, but I do think in kind of our Western culture mindset, it is this, if you want to be super mom, pop out your baby, immediately lose all the weight and get right back into life as though nothing just happened, but something major yeah. just happened. <laughs> and yeah we would do well to realize that and lean into that a little bit more. So I'm just going to turn it over to you. I know you have several different kind of angles in which to look at how we can best have that postpartum season and recovery and bonding and so many aspects of that. Absolutely. And postpartum is a huge subject. We're kind of mainly talking about the physical nutritional aspect of it today. But um, yeah, I like just really quick to talk about not bouncing back like our so much of our culture wants us to because you miss so much when you try to. This is my first season of really trying to slow down, allowing myself to um, just absorb each section of that season. You know, there's yes. so much in healing and the, the new newborn stage and, and allowing myself to ask for some help so I can be slowing down and enjoying that. And Um, it's not like it's been perfectly easy, but it has been such a different postpartum experience. And I just, I wish everyone could, could experience postpartum that way. And, um, so yeah, yeah, let's just jump in. So first of all, I think just recognizing that postpartum, like we just said, it is a sacred time. It's a time that, um, specifically with nutrition, we should focus on nourishing ourselves. For a second, that can sound selfish because, you know, it's all about the baby. But if we are not nourishing ourselves, we also cannot be nourishing the baby. So it's Mm -hmm. vitally important for you and for baby to be nourishing yourself because you're recovering from birth, which is amazing. You were created to do it and you will recover. But nourishing your body gets you on such a better track of recovery. And then if you are planning to breastfeed, creating breast milk and that coming Mm -hmm. in and that requires proper nourishment and rest and hydration, which is a big part of it. And the other thing is, I don't think we realize a lot of women are depleted in um, minerals and vitamins before we even get pregnant. And each pregnancy depletes 10% of your mineral stores with each birth through the process of pregnancy, having the baby after you have the baby. So I never knew that until this last pregnancy, as I was starting to research a lot more. And you think about that, unless you are purposely intentionally seeking to replenish those mineral stores, um, it's, it's not going to happen, especially with a standard American diet that we kind of just happen to eat. Um, Mm -hmm. those are not generally rich in minerals and vitamins. Um, (laughs) so, uh, this, this season is vital just for healing, but then especially when you add on top of that, that we're probably already lacking in some of these vitamins and minerals that we need. And this shows up a lot of times. Um, personally, I, I learned this the hard way with hormonal issues and it can affect you psychologically and mentally and emotionally. And yes, it is an emotional battle, but I have been shocked to learn how much simply caring for your body and nourishing it, um, can really mitigate 
some of those effects of the emotional struggle mm-hmm. and mental things. Uh, it is really tied a lot to your vitamin mineral stores. And that's was so interesting for me to learn. You know, you kind of yeah. just think it's, oh, it's just in my mind. And it is obviously a spiritual thing as well, but your body um, makes a huge difference in how you nourish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just interesting, something that I learned is that Yes, this postpartum season is going to help you now, but there are learning more and more about how it has future effects on your menopausal years and um, the way that you nourish yourself now can even affect um, just how well you transition through life. Oh, and wow. that. that's interesting. Changing, changing that. of the yeah. seasons. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It has long lasting effects beyond just the first three months postpartum, but obviously huge effects on that. So, mm-hmm. um, basically we'll dive into the physical nutritional and healing side of it, but there is, um, an emotional side of nourishing. There's a mental side of nourishing and spiritual and emotionally. I think a way that it sounds funny to say nourish yourself emotionally, but, um, your hormones play a huge part in your emotional health. So, um, touch, uh, is a huge thing. Massaging, you know, not, I didn't go and get a massage, but um, Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law or my husband, even just like shoulder rubs and things like that are a comforting thing. So emotionally it's nurturing, it's comforting. Um, for me using some oils that were relaxing, um, helped me just be able to relieve stress when needed. Um, and then mentally, I, this is the first time I always told myself, I'm going to write out my birth stories and all of that this and that. And I actually did it this time and just processing through that and taking the time to be thankful and, and work through that. Um, I feel like just helped me mentally be able to move forward as well. And then of course, spiritually, this obviously plays a huge factor in just our, our whole, our health as a whole picture. Um, and just, I feel like not neglecting that in our nourishment. We can nourish ourselves mm-hmm. spiritually as well, but we're mainly here to talk about physical nourishment. Um, so uh, the vitamins and minerals, we talked about that and just how important it is. And I wanted to go ahead and just give you some good sources of vitamins and minerals through food. So I'm not against supplements. I think supplements are great. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I choose to first seek my, um, nutrition from whole foods, because it's what's best absorbed by your body and then Mm -hmm. used in your body. Um, unless you're seeking a supplement from a whole food source, um, a really pure source, a lot of times your it's not bioavailable in your body. Your body Mm -hmm. excretes a lot of it. It's not able to actually absorb all of it. Um, so I'm going to give you some whole food sources of a lot of these vitamins. So the first one, I thought I'd throw the crazy one in first beef (laughs) liver, (laughs) So I recently not uh, high learned, on my uh, meal plan. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, I'll just come right out and say I tried actual literal beef liver, and my husband even tried it with me just to be a good sport, and we were both like, mm, "No, <laughs> I can't do it." And uh, we were like, "Well, we'll just try it." So I actually do a desiccated beef liver capsule, and okay. I just take two or three a day, and um, this has amazing. It's, it's basically like nature's multivitamin is what I've heard it called because mm-hmm. it's an incredible source of minerals. It has a majority of the minerals that our body needs. It's full of B vitamins, vitamin A, also called retinol, um, and copper. And it's incredibly good for your liver. Your liver is a detox organ. Um, it's very healing. And then uh, trace minerals, obviously, is a good source of minerals. Things like uh, salts, 
Celtic sea salt. Redmond salt is one that's mined here in the United States. So trace minerals. So salt is a great way to do that. Adding that through your food. I even add it to my water, which sounded crazy at first when I was a lot of this stuff. I have learned from other people. And so I started incorporating it and a little doubtfully, and it's uh-huh. not been bad at all. So adding a little salt to my water, especially in the morning, just to really kickstart that hydration mm-hmm. and get that boost of uh, minerals. And then eggs are actually an incredible um, source of minerals. And I, I love looking at these whole food sources because it makes so much sense to me. When you look at how God created the food that he naturally gave us, yes. it is jam packed full of everything we need, all the vitamins, yes. all the minerals. Um, just, it's amazing. So eggs and especially egg yolks. So a lot of times, you know, for health reasons, we hear, oh, use egg whites, high protein and all that, but please don't skip out on the yolks. And I want to talk more about egg yolks later, but eggs and, and yolks are a high source of iron, zinc, selenium, copper, calcium, iodine, phosphorus, potassium, riboflavin, B5, biotin, folate, choline, which is essential in pregnancy, B12, and then vitamins A, D, E, and K. That's um, a power-packed egg. Powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, eggs, if you don't like eggs, you, there are other ways to do it. But if you can eat <laughs> eggs, eating at least one egg, if not two a day, is so helpful. It's just a wonderful source, a natural source of these vitamins. Mm -hmm. And the less you can try not to overcook them because the more you cook it, the the more nutrients it removes. So if you like your legs, eggs, a little runny, that's good because you're getting a little bit extra minerals there. Another one that you may not have heard of is bee pollen. So if you have really bad allergy problems, you may have taken bee pollen before to kind of counteract some allergy issues, but bee pollen is also another powerhouse. Um, it has amino acid, which is the building blocks of the cell, right? Mm -hmm. And our protein and our muscles, but also contains vitamin C, A, K, D, and E. It has all the B vitamins, which that's mainly what I remember it for. I think of bee pollen. Literally, my my vitamin B, right? Yes. Um, Choline again, and then trace minerals. So that's a great thing. You just buy it, and it looks like my kids call them honey sprinkles (laughs) because (laughs) I told them this comes from the bees, and so they thought of honey. And so they're like, "Can we have the honey sprinkles on our yogurt?" So we just have it. We don't have it all the time. Maybe like two Uh or three times a week. Um, But that is an excellent source of all those vitamins and minerals. And then dairy and I'm going to throw this out there. I I do raw dairy and I know people, some people struggle with that. I would encourage you do your research. I'm not saying just go wholeheartedly into it. Do your research, source your, your farm. If you're interested in this and check their, um, where the scare comes in with this is when the equipment is not cleaned properly and bacteria mm-hmm. can get in there and that, that can happen. But, um, if you find the right, the right farm that follows all the proper health, health procedures, raw dairy is incredible because when you pasteurize dairy, you lose a lot Mm -hmm. of the nutritional value of the milk. And you also lose lactase. A lot of people that can't handle milk um, is because milk as God created it contains lactose and lactase. Lactase is what breaks down the lactose in the milk, Mm -hmm. but when you pasteurize it, it removes the lactase from the milk. So a lot of people can handle raw dairy better because it still includes the lactase in there. Anyways, a little side fact, but yeah. raw dairy is a powerhouse again of vitamins A, D, E, and K. Um, butter made from raw dairy is a great source of iodine. And then of course, calcium. We all, you know, know calcium, right? But magnesium, phosphorus, and 
selenium. So a lot of these contain similar um, nutritional aspects. So it's not like you have to have all of them every mm-hmm. day, which is nice because I really don't want to have beef for eggs and all of it every day. <laughs> so you can kind of cycle in and out yes. in your meal planning. Yeah. But in that, those first couple of weeks when you just need like all of the nutrients possible, you've been depleted mm-hmm. of so much energy, so many nutrients. That is a great way in as many forms as possible in whole foods to naturally put that back into your body. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about uh, protein is really important um, for your muscle health. Um, high protein, having enough protein also plays a part in your hydration in your body. So we're going to talk about hydration in a minute, but I found this interesting as I was studying that if you're not getting adequate amount of protein, your body has a hard time retaining that hydration. So protein is important in so many ways. Yeah. It also is important with your immune system, um, obviously milk supply. And if I had to give you a number, um, I would say, try to get at least a hundred grams a day, which is a lot. It's more than you think. Um, so I finally had to go to like a, um, I add in an extra, it's called a meal replacement shake shake. Mm -hmm. I do it as a meal addition shake just to get enough protein and enough calories. Yes. Um, so just a little talk about there about protein, Uh, also hydration. Okay. I'm sure if you, you know, you've had a baby before, what do they give you in the hospital? They give you that huge (laughs) cup, right? With the the ice pellets in it and all that. And they are like, drink up. But the only thing is please, please. And I did this this time around and I really feel like it made a difference in several ways, especially the first week, as much as you can drink everything warm, even your water. And you might be like, no, I can only drink water with ice. For me, that wasn't an issue, but it makes such a difference. And I do want to say not TMI, but we are talking about postpartum here. Okay. That first bowel movement can be rough. And I found a huge difference this time around with drinking warm fluids. And then I also um, added prune juice to my warm water for the first couple rounds of water immediately after baby. And I had no issues and I not to go too far into postpartum, but if you've had issues with hemorrhoids and you're a little scarred possibly from previous experiences, I need to go buy prune juice. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) recommend this enough because uh, if you've had a rough experience with a, Mm -hmm. with a first bowel movement before, you know, like just mentally like preparing yes. yourself for that, how difficult that can be. And if you haven't had a baby yet, just take this as good advice. Um, <laughs> You're going to want the prune juice. <laughs> You're going to want the prune juice. It's just, an, an, you know, it's a natural laxative. Yes. Um, so, um, and especially if you, if you drink it straight, you can drink it straight if you want to. Um, I, pr- I chose to dilute it with some water just cause it mm-hmm. can be a little strong and you don't have to have a ton of it. I just probably did it the first day or two, um, just to keep, keep things moving. And I had no issues and that was wonderful. So, Mm -hmm. but overall I'd say for the first, um, week, really two weeks. And you, if you can try for all of your liquids and foods, if you can, um, Mm -hmm. to be warm as much as possible. And then in your hydration, um, I used to think chug a gallon of water a day and that's, that's all I need to do to be hydrated. The thing is lots of water is good. But if you drink a ton of water, you are flushing bad things out, but you're also flushing good things out with it. So in order to retain some of those electrolytes, those good things, you need to add stuff back into your water. So trace minerals is a great thing. Um, Adding juice. I pretty much didn't drink straight water, but once a day for the first month. 
um, okay. this time around postpartum. Yeah. I added at least a half cup of orange juice and a couple of drops of trace minerals or a dash of salt. Um, I added, some, if it was warm, sometimes I added some raw honey, which I didn't even write down honey facts, but honey is also an amazing antibacterial, so many things. Mm -hmm. um, coconut water is a wonderful, it's a natural source of electrolytes, lots of great things about it. Personally, I kind of struggle with the taste of coconut water. <laughs> so that wasn't one I did too much. Yes. Um, but uh, if you can do coconut water, go for it. Also, aloe vera juice is another great, great one that has electrolytes. And I believe it also, um, I've heard that you can um, use it in place of prune juice, but I knew that prune juice works. So I just went with prune juice. <laughs> um, but uh, adding a dash of salt back to your water, and you may want to start with just a dash and you can work up to a quarter teaspoon. And for me, now that I've been doing it a while, it does not taste salty to me at all. Um, I also chose in my water to add back. I knew I needed extra nutrients. So I added, add uh, mineral essence, um, which is something that I get through, um, a company that I buy my supplements through. Mm -hmm. And, um, they also have a drink called Ningxia, which is, um, packed full of antioxidants, which are he really healing to your body. Yeah. And then turmeric, which is a great anti-inflammatory. There's this golden turmeric. Um, and you need lots of anti-inflammatories. There's a lot of things that are swelling and you're trying to calm that swelling down. And yes. so for me, that was really, really helpful. Um, just kind of, it's nice to flavor your water different ways too. Yeah. Um, and lastly on hydration, I would say, um, teas. So there's lots of postpartum teas and tinctures. I really enjoy doing that this time around. I'd never done that before. And I'm a tea drinker anyway. Mm -hmm. So that was, um, I really enjoyed it, but postpartum teas can also be a wonderful source. They're specifically blended to include lots of minerals in them with plants that naturally contain minerals, um, bone broth, and then hot chocolate. Now I had my baby in the fall into winter. So this was like the most yeah, perfect time to be, yeah, <laughs> this was the most perfect time to be drinking hot I chocolate. I want that okay? ice water. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know you're, you're getting into this, the heat of summer there in Tennessee, uh, but, um, you can do a healthy hot chocolate. That's, you know, milk, a scoop mm -hmm. of collagen, dash of salt, some rock, raw cacao, um, and then honey and maple syrup. And believe it or not, I just learned this recently. Maple syrup is a wonderful source of trace minerals and things like that. And, um, which is just so neat to learn yes. uh, all of these natural foods that contain these things. Yeah. So, um, just so what we talked about vitamins and minerals, I gave you some, some foods there and then protein, how that's really important. Um, hydration, and then getting practical. How can we incorporate these foods into our postpartum? Because let's be real, hopefully if you're resting, and I do want to take a second and talk about resting because you can eat all the good foods and nourish your body. But if you do not also pair that with rest, then you are, are not going to see these, these good results that you want. This is what's actually going to help you heal the most effectively and completely. Um, I have, I've made the mistake in previous postpartum seasons of kind of chilling the first week and then like up and at it, walking two miles by two weeks and yes. wow, did I struggle? <laughs> so, um, something I learned this time around from my midwives was rest, but also lying flat on your back as much as you can for it for at least a week, if not the first two weeks really helps your body in that horizontal state really helps your body pull back together, the muscles, the ligaments in your pelvis, and then your uterus to shrink back to, um, it's the, just the optimal position for resting. Mm -hmm. And that you may have heard of the rule of five by five. I'm not sure if you have um, heard of that five days in bed, 
five days okay, on okay. the bed and five days near the bed. And, uh, it's, it can be harder than it, than you think, especially <laughs> the last five days, you're kind of like ready to be out of bed. And I'll be honest, yes. I, I made bed the couch sometimes. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, go to the couch and that's bed for, you know, the day. Cause I was like, <laughs> kind of lonely. It's nice to be by yourself, just time with you and baby. But something I did notice, and this was a huge help because I had my mom for 10 days, which was a huge blessing. Um, and so I got wonderful bonding time with my baby by actually forcing myself to stay in bed um, for at least the first five days. I had such wonderful bonding time that I didn't necessarily have with my second because I did. I tried to get just back yes. up and go in. Yes. Um, and the more kids you have, the more you feel like I got to get I got to get back up and moving. Mm-hmm. But um, the more you can can seek help. Um, and it is just a season, you know, you can feel guilty sometimes, but it's a season and, um, you aren't going to need help forever. Like you're going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that because as the postpartum you're describing is the one that I'm hoping for this go round, you know, but as I share that with some people, they're like, you have three other kids. Like, how is this even something that you can practically hope to achieve. So do you have some tip? I mean, you had two other ones. What yes. are some things so, that just helped you be able to have this postpartum experience? So my mom being there was a huge help. She basically took care of my older two. Um, and my husband was a huge help this time around. We were, I'm so thankful we were on the same page. He was a huge mm-hmm. help. He was able to really be there for actually while my mom was there. Cause my mom was there. He was, he kind of, was able to work sometimes and be at home sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause I told him, if you don't mind, can you save some of that time? You're going to yes. be at home for when my mom leaves. <laughs> yes. Cause I ain't going to need you. Yeah. And I think so, there, like um, communication is so know. important to just be like, Hey, this is what I need. This is how you can help me. How can we make this work? Okay. That's vital. Just in postpartum. Anyway, communication is its own little, own little challenge sometimes because you don't even know how you're feeling. So how are they supposed to know how you're feeling? Right. Um, but yes, I used to, um, in seasons past, I didn't ask for help because I felt guilty, but that led to, you know, stress and maybe resentment and different things. Oh my goodness. It's so much better to communicate through and say, Hey, listen, you know, I don't like asking for help, but I'm asking for help. This is a season where I need, I need your help. So that I can recover more completely and more quickly. And then I can be the mom, yes. the wife that I need to be. And and believe it or not, they want to help you. <laughs> they yeah. want to, to jump in and help you. So I think if that you're, was interesting if you're like, for me to realizing that it is a very short season of this yeah. kind of like put all the brakes on life. And yes. then you actually get to jump back quicker oh, yes. at a fuller pace then had you jumped right at the beginning and then here mom's got burnout and postpartum depression and all the things that can come with that for who knows how long. And then you're just muddling and barely making it through every day. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen to us sometimes, but (laughs) I mean, for an everyday thing. Yes. Yes. And, And yes, that's very difficult. So yeah, asking for help, um, on a practical sense, this time I did so much more prep So I love to do sourdough. So I probably made, um, I think I made six or seven loaves ahead of time and stuck them in the freezer. I made up as much food as possible. And my mom mostly did her own cooking. So I, that I still had a good supply there when she left in the freezer. Um, and that made a huge difference because then my husband could come home and I could say, Hey, 
I pulled that out of the freezer. Can you stick it in the oven? And that just made a huge difference in that he wasn't overwhelmed and neither was I. The more prep you can do, and it is work. And when in those last days when you don't really want to do it, but you would rather be doing it then than a week after. Well, and I'm just thinking too, like if I have something prepped in the freezer, then it's more likely that I've been able to make something nourishing than for me to be like, you know what, I haven't slept all day and the kids are running wild. So we're just going to order pizza. And here we are a week later and we've had pizza all week. So yes. And I, another reason that prompted me to do that, that's what I did my second time around because it's my first time with two with multiples and that's just a whole different experience. And we, we generally try to eat well and we did not eat well in that postpartum season. (laughs) And it showed it. I, I looking back, I realize it now, but I struggled a lot with, with postpartum issues in that season. And that just, again, shows me with doing it differently. And, and this made a huge difference. So yes, making these nourishing meals. So let's jump into some of them. What, how can we get these in a practical way? How can we get some of these things nourishing foods into us. So first of all, we want to focus on nourishing foods that are easily digestible because your body is working so hard on healing that you don't want to, um, complicate it with foods that are hard to digest. Not that you can't have pizza as your first meal. If you want to do that, go for it. I think I did that after my first or second, but this time around, I chose to my first thing that I eight, I guess. Um, I chose to do broth for the first mm-hmm. couple hours. And then I think I did like oatmeal or something just, you know, cause oatmeal is great for milk supply. Mm-hmm. Um, but nourishing foods that are easily digestible. So warm foods are going to be great because it takes less energy for your body to digest them. It's already warm. It usually means it's cooked. So it's already partially been broken down or digested. So that's just really helpful for your body because it doesn't have to expend the extra effort in digestion. It can keep the energy focused on healing your muscles and all, all the different things. Um, so gelatin is a great way in bone broth. If you can have, or you can buy it too, but if you can, make homemade bone broth. It is an incredible source of gelatin and and lots of minerals and different things. Um, Homemade gummies, which you're like, what? (laughs) But it's so easy. It really is. Snacks. (laughs) Yes. Um, What I love is that I know exactly what it is. It can be as simple as literally fruit juice and gelatin that you bloom and you heat and it's, it's that simple. Or you can spice it up a little bit. And sometimes I add a few more things to it. You know, I'll add a little maple syrup and vanilla and a little cream, you know, but you can make it as simple as gelatin and fruit juice. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is a great thing, especially when I found it was huge when I was nursing, like, you know, in the middle of the night, when for me, um, if I did not eat right after I nursed or before I nursed, I would get real shaky and things like that. You've got to be nourishing yourself. Basically, every time you feed the baby, you need to be feeding yourself because- Otherwise your body is not going to have the energy it needs. So homemade gummies. I have a, I have a reel on my Instagram page. If you want to see how to do it, marshmallows was another thing, um, that I recently learned that you can make. And it's again, so easy and it's literally water and gelatin. So these are fun ways to get gelatin back into your body. Um, and it's, so healing for your gut, for your muscles, for your jo- your joints, your bones. Um, so bone broth is a big one, but if you want some fun ways to do it, homemade gummies and marshmallows um, are, are a fun way to do it. Again, we talked about dairy, 
getting that in as much as possible. Um, milk, yogurt, cheeses. That's great. Um, fresh food fruits are a wonderful source of fiber, which will just help keep things moving. Um, hydration. It's a great way to hydrate and it gives you natural energy because it's a natural source of sugar. Um, it's a great carb to eat. It's, it's just a great thing. And it usually pretty much everyone loves fruit. So yeah. I, I ate a good bit of fruit. Um, now I know you're having your baby more towards summer, but warming soups are great. Again, they're easy to digest. And a lot of times that's something you can add gelatin into. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's usually they're higher in protein. If you focus on protein on a healthy soup, you can really pack in the protein there, which is going to help your milk supply. Yes. Um, And then I'm not sure if you've heard of an adrenal cocktail, Mm -hmm. but this is a great thyroid support. So personally, I waited just a little bit because usually drink these colds to implement it. And there are so many different recipes. I won't take the time to go through all of them. Some people use coconut water. Some people use orange juice and you can change it up. Um, but it's basically salt, um, I'll just go with orange juice, salt, orange juice. I added cream for a little extra fat so that you're getting a fat, a protein and a carb. And it's a really balanced little snack. And I found that a great way, especially as I was more on my feet, my husband was back at work and I needed, I needed, I needed something to boost my energy. I had just fed the baby. You can whip that up in a minute and have something on the go. That's a perfectly balanced nourishing snack. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a drink. You can take it with you. Um, for grains and carbs, I would really, i I did this time around just to help with digestion, sprouting them. So if you're having oatmeal on um, the night before, pop that oatmeal in a bowl, cover it with water and it sprouts it. Basically it's pre-digesting it so that you don't, your body doesn't have to work as hard with the oatmeal is a wonderful thing, um, for your milk supply. And then you can just add in some salt, honey, some milk or some butter, add in a little gelatin for an extra punch of nutrition there and some more protein. Um, and then another kind of crazy one out there is the egg yolk coffee. I don't know if you've heard of this or not. Have you heard I of have. it? I don't even drink coffee so much less egg <laughs> So, so you can do it with hot chocolate too, but again, if it's not your thing, you don't have to. And I, I watched people make this. I read about it for months and months and finally I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. This sounds disgusting. If I take one slip and don't like it, I'm going to spit it out and I never have to do it again, but I'm going to try it. Cause I'd been reading about all the incredible benefits of egg yolks. Like it's a powerhouse of choline. So I actually tried it towards the end of my pregnancy. Um, and it really helps with inflammation and neurological issues, which is super helpful postpartum. Yeah. Um, so literally you take egg yolk and you, so you take the white out and you put it in the bottom of a mug. This is just how I do it. And I have a little whisk and I whisk it up with uh, like a teaspoon. Some people do up to a tablespoon. I just don't like really sweet coffee, uh, a teaspoon of sugar and a scoop of collagen. And you whisk it up till it's kind of frothy. And then you add in your what six to eight ounces of coffee and whisk it up a little bit more and then add some milk. And it's so creamy. And honestly, you can't taste it. So if you don't like coffee, you can also do it just with warmed milk and it tastes like eggnog to me. I added a little cinnamon, a pinch of cloves and I like eggnog. So for me, I really enjoyed that in that fall winter season. It was perfect. It was so nourishing. And I, I can't explain it. It was extremely satisfying. Like my body was like, yes, that is what you need. So you don't Thank have you to for do replenishing it. me. <laughs> yes. 
And it's funny how once you really start um, nourishing your body, your body responds to it. I don't know how to explain this, but it's like you're, you can feel within your body how, wow, my body needed that. Um, That was so helpful. And um, if you're breastfeeding, this just amplifies again, because what you eat is obviously what your baby is going to get. A high quality diet is going to result in high quality milk, which is obviously what I want our, we want our babies to have. And it also it's going to help your supply as well. Um, and a really important thing with breastfeeding and, and is balancing your blood sugar and just nourishment in general. It's going to help reduce some of the nutritional stress that is caused by nursing. Nursing does cause some extra stress on your body because you burn up to 500 calories a day simply by breastfeeding. So this is where consuming enough calories comes in. Um, I think I did not realize how few calories I consumed until I finally took myself to a calorie tracking app, put in my calories and realized I was eating the day. I was like, what? I eat healthy. I eat good. And, um, a toddler is supposed to eat about 1500 calories a day. So friends, (laughs) if you are eating less than 1500 calories a day, you are eating severely enough for a toddler. (laughs) Yes. But if let's, let's be honest, like as a busy mom, sometimes we're, we're eating breakfast fast. We're literally picking at snacks through the day with our kids. We might eat a full dinner. We cannot, you are going to suffer. I experienced it. I, I, my nutrition suffered and many other things suffered as yeah. a result of that. And I'm still struggling a little bit with this in this postpartum season. You know, that first month when I had the freezer stock and when I was really focusing on it, I, I felt great. And then around two months, it sounded kind of started petering off and I, and I felt it yeah. and I realized, wow, I can feel the difference of not nourishing my body. So I would say it's vital for that initial first postpartum season, but here at four months, I am just, again, reminding myself, I have got to get back to prepping meals, even sticking stuff in the freezer so that I'm not just barely picking at snacks with my kids. You've got to continue to nourish your body. So just a couple of quick ideas on good balanced blood sugar snacks um, through the day on top of your meals to help you get enough calories. Um, string cheese is an excellent source of protein. Um, it also has some fat in it. So throw in an apple and maybe a couple squares of dark chocolate. If you like dark chocolate, um, it's just, it's a good fat source, but also is a great source of magnesium. It also has some other minerals in it. Um, Greek yogurt with some honey. Now, if it's already sweetened, just throw in some berries and granola. If it's, I prefer to do unsweetened and control how much sugar I add to it. Mm -hmm. I add honey to it and then some berries and granola. Again, that your Greek yogurt is an incredible source of protein. Um, and it's a lean protein. So, um, protein should be the building block of all your meals and all your snacks. You have to have enough protein. And from there you will decide this is what I want as my fat. And this is what I want as my carb, um, cottage cheese, which you may not like cottage cheese. I came back to cottage cheese after not eating it for years and years. And I don't love it, but I surprised myself like, yeah, this is something I could eat occasionally. Cause sometimes you get burnt out on your snacks. So it's a nice change up, add some strawberry jam to it or some fruit, um, deli meat roll up some meat and cheese are a great, uh, just, uh, 
fat and protein, um, maybe some hard boiled eggs, some sourdough bread, some toast with butter. Um, just make sure you have a protein. Basically what I've learned in this season and try to do is to make sure protein is my anchor in every meal and every snack, because if it's based on a carb, that is going to do you a disservice with your blood sugar. Your blood sugar is going to spike. So if I'm having a piece of fruit, I try to at least throw a cheese stick or two slices of cheese or some beef jerky with it. Beef jerky is another great way to throw in some protein in there because it's pretty low fat and it's a high protein source. Um, because protein is what anchors your fats and your, especially your carbs so that your Mm -hmm. blood sugars aren't bouncing out or all around everywhere. This is all so great. So helpful. I'm like, making my grocery list and <laughs> I need to go and get some honey sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can order them on Amazon. Or, uh, well, okay. So yeah. I, I was going to ask you that question. So some of these things that you've mentioned are not like your typical go to Kroger and pick them up. Yes. Okay. You know, even okay. like, okay, I'm sitting here thinking there's a difference between grocery store eggs and from okay, chicken yes. eggs and some things Absolutely. like that. So oh, do I'm, you have some like go-to, these are yes. some places I get my favorite things. And you just said eggs and it reminded me, and I meant to say this, please do not do the, the raw egg yolk if it is not a high quality egg, like a pasture raised egg, mm-hmm. because um, that, that does make a difference. Um, but yes, so for eggs, I found a lady locally that I buy my eggs from. She just lets her chickens run free. So that's where I get my eggs from. But you can buy them in the store. Um, it is more expensive to buy the good ones. So honestly, <laughs> I felt selfish doing this. But mama, you have got to focus. You're not just feeding you. You're feeding your baby too. So for a while, I had a dozen of eggs that was mama's eggs. And they were the expensive <laughs> pasture-raised eggs. And those were the ones for my coffee. And yes. then I bought the the medium, the medium good eggs, not the cheapest eggs, but like, uh-huh. you know, they at least said cage free and you know, all that, which still <laughs> a lot of times they're still not the best, but you can't buy this. I can't buy four dozen super expensive eggs, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say source your eggs as best you can though, because like we talked about, they're a powerhouse of all the vitamins and minerals and everything. Mm-hmm. So if that's something, if you're thinking, where do I, where do I spend the money here? Eggs is one I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. and dairy, dairy, getting high quality dairy, because again, that's another powerhouse. So for, um, supplements like gelatin and collagen is also another great thing. Um, I, I included that every single day through this pregnancy and postpartum. And I really, I felt like I I really saw a difference personally in several different ways. Um, I have gotten those from great lakes collagen and then perfect supplements is, is a, is a place. Um, I have really enjoyed using both of those. I especially enjoy great, um, not great lakes, perfect supplements because theirs is, uh, glyphosate free. So absolutely no pesticides, no antibiotics. It's all guaranteed. I liked those a lot. Um, their gelatin is really, really good. Um, so the bee pollen, I actually just ordered some, I'm not sure if you've heard of thrive market, but if you are looking to, I just tried it and I, and I loved it. So that's why why I'm sharing it just because if you are trying to find healthier, maybe more organic snacks or things that are hard to source in a grocery store, I was surprised to find how much they had on their website. Mm -hmm. So there, I, I just bought some, um, bee pollen from them. I bought some, um, 
I'm trying to include oyster. I'm just trying oysters because I'm learning. They're also an incredible source, but I, woof, I haven't even gotten there yet. So I don't know. <laughs> and you're in Maine. But, yeah. So, um, yes, I'd say that for some of these food items that okay. you're like, I, I don't know where to find these in the grocery store. I, I would say try the, the, the Thrive Market mm-hmm. Box. Um, it was great. They had the Redmond salt. They have the Celtic sea salt. I just loaded up there for some of my mineral supplements and things like that. Personally, I get those through um, Young Living because I, I just do a monthly a monthly subscription box. So I just mm-hmm. throw that in there. Um, and then like things like raw cacao and stuff like that. I have gotten yeah. those off Amazon so far. Um, I've just looked for the, the best standards, USDA organic and um and it's been great. And then I've found some local sources for like maple syrup. Obviously I'm in Maine, so it's pretty easy to get good maple syrup. But well, I know raw. I, well, I grind my own grains. So yes. I get those from Azure Standard. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. You know what? Um, I have been looking into that. It looks like an amazing program. It is. And the more I use it, the more I'm like, this is amazing. So it started with just my grains, but that's branched into so many, especially like pantry, um, some frozen items, even some like dairy different things. But do you mind at the very end here just to share a little bit about... I know we were talking a lot about nourishing your postpartum body, which we've talked about a lot of like what you put in it, but as far as like output, exercise, um, healing, some things like that. Do you have any tips to share as far as that goes? Yes, I do. I've had three very different experiences, um, with exercise postpartum. So my first pregnancy and postpartum, I didn't exercise too much. I did a little bit. And then, um, after my first baby, I started lightly doing CrossFit. My second pregnancy, I did CrossFit the whole way. I jumped back into CrossFit really quickly after my second baby. Um, and this time around, and it wasn't bad, but I just did not want to do that this time around. And I'll just be honest. I had a 10 pound baby and I knew I couldn't. I I had some pelvic floor issues this time around postpartum, (laughs) no wonder. (laughs) And, um, so I tried, I love the one strong mama. They have a great, um, prenatal and postnatal exercise program. And I didn't even attempt till about six weeks just because I I could feel some, you know, once you've had a couple of days, I could feel something was off. Something just felt like it, it was a little off. And mm-hmm. so I finally went and saw a specialist, I think around between four and six weeks. No, it's a little after six weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was so helpful. I will just throw that out there. If you are having any questions, even um, in pregnancy, to yes, me, it was I'm currently so wonderful. A pelvic floor okay. And yes. Yeah, it, it was my first helpful. time doing it and it was very helpful. And she helped me realize that I still had I think actually it was after six weeks because I thought I'm six weeks, I'm good to go. And I still had a good bit of internal scarring and bruising. And she was like, yeah, this is going to take at least another month to heal up. So she encouraged me to wait another month. And I will be honest, I'm four months postpartum and I have walked a couple times and I attempted two of the One Strong Mama workouts. And I just, having done CrossFit for several years, it's not that I was like, Oh, this is too painful. I can't do it. I just knew within my own body. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm not ready for this yet. And I'm at the point now where I know I am, um, ready to start doing some things, but I'm taking it slower, so much slower this time around. And I did want to talk about this with this bounce back thing. I have struggled with body image after baby and lose the weight, lose the weight, work hard, work hard. And I've been amazed this time around. I still have not weighed myself. I've not stepped on a scale. I have not measured myself. I've just simply gone by like, 
you know, in my clothes fit and I wore maternity clothes for the first two months afterwards. And so initially it felt like, yeah, I'm definitely not losing the weight. I'm eating a lot more food. It's going to take a lot longer, but I've been surprised. I think because my body felt safe and it did feel nourished, Mm -hmm. it just happens very slowly, but organically. And honestly, I don't know what I weigh and I'm so much happier. Hey, not I, this looking is my at first a scale. pregnancy that I haven't had a scale. Yes. And this it is pregnancy freeing. I didn't either. <laughs> it is because um you can get so tied to a number yeah. and a number on a scale is not a measure of health. Mm-hmm. It is not at all. In fact, I feel like it can be very detrimental. Um so and it can often push you to exercise more than you should. I think yes. you need to listen to your body. And I try to get outside every day, but I'm not necessarily like exercising. I walk around with my kids. We do stuff. But I would say, um, listen to your body. And when you feel like you're you're ready to get back to it, go for it. But don't push yourself because you will, you will get back to it. Don't push yourself before you're ready. And that's just me personally. That's no mm-hmm. professional opinion. I would just say, say, don't rush it. And um, especially if you're having pelvic issues, um, see a specialist, get some, get some input because you could possibly damage things further or impede your healing progress mm-hmm. progress if you um, start pushing things too hard. Is, is that what you were asking there? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, but, I think yeah. all of this has been so helpful. I'm going to listen to this episode multiple times as <laughs> we're in the final countdown. All of this is so great, so informative. And I'm going to try to get some notes together to share for all the listeners that they can go and reference these things and have. Um, and then, okay, yes, at the end here, let's share where to find you because you're pretty yeah. active on social media, sharing a lot of things, yes. not necessarily even just pregnancy and postpartum, but a lot of it is that. Yes. I I'm especially passionate about, because I'm still in this season. Um, yeah. yeah so over on, on my page, uh, Rebecca.m.grant, I do share, um, some postpartum stuff. Um, and I really do want to create a few more, just like maybe a highlight with some resources and things just to be helpful because I have learned a lot from other people on social media. That's helped me as I've incorporated it. And then, um, I um, also have a newer page called Botox Talks, where I just share about some toxins that we're trying to get rid of in a more natural lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's where I'm at over on social media. Okay. Um, please feel free to, to reach out and I'll try to pass on resources and help you however I can and just learn right along with you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to put those links for your social media in the show notes. I'll list some of these different notes that you've talked on, but this has been great. This has been so helpful for me personally. Like if this episode is for nobody but me, (laughs) totally worth it. Thank you for joining. But I know that it's going to be a blessing to so many of the listeners, as many of us are mamas in those childbearing years. And this is not mainstream info, but really it should be because it's how God oh, created us. I wish it us. was. Yes. yes. Because it's, oh, it's so important. It makes such a difference. And I, I wish I had learned this sooner. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Well, no. And, and the more that I started realizing that this is what I needed and the more you started sharing, I thought, I, we're going to see if this can help other people because I know it's going to help me and I've seen it help you. So I'm really excited to see the potential of what information and really just educating yourself on yes. some of these, I mean, just the way God made our bodies and the way God made food and the coupling of 
his perfect order. It's just, it's so obviously right there that he knows what he's doing. Oh, absolutely. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. This was so great. I really enjoyed having you on this episode. Thanks for having me, Brittany. Great to chat. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.